I V M. What's up, everyone? Welcome to the Triangle Offense Podcast. This is episode number seven. Seven is how many years the Lakers had to wait to get to the playoffs again. All of that wait, all of this anticipation, so many trades. LeBron James to LA, Anthony Davis to LA, and they traded half the league for him. All of that to come and get booted out in game one by the eighth seed Portland Trail Blazers, featuring a Carmelo Anthony, LeBron's draft batchmate, who, by the way, the Lakers chose not to pick and instead went with Jared Dudley. So today we're going to talk about the four games that went by yesterday. Um, we had the the Milwaukee Bucks, one of the odds-on favorites to win it all, taking on the eight-seed Orlando Magic. Uh, without Isaac, without Aaron Gordon, it was a depleted Orlando Magic, and yet they pulled off an upset. We'll talk about that. We'll talk about how OKC took on a Westbrook-less Houston Rockets, and how Houston still got it done, and that was a blowout. And we'll talk about that. We'll talk about Miami kind of grabbing an expected win against the Indiana Pacers. Uh, Pacers without Sabonis, it must be mentioned here. But we expected Miami to show up and show up. They did. And then we're going to get to the match that we really want to talk about, which is the one versus eight seed in the West. The Portland Trailblazers that just about made it versus the prohibitive favorites, the Los Angeles Lakers. Uh, Monish, what's up? Hey man, uh, I'm super excited because I got one pick right. Also, kind of embarrassed that I got the Milwaukee prediction wrong. But great, uh, great games, four amazing games. I think uh, the Rockets OKC was kind of disappointing, but the Lakers game more than made up for it. What's up with you? Must be pretty disappointed after the Lakers loss. I'm not disappointed. I'm fuming, um, which is why <laughs> I wanted to do the intro and kind of vent it out a bit. Um, so I wanted to take your role for the day. Uh, but that was just the intro, so I'm going to let you lead the call. Uh, let's kick it off with uh, Orlando against Milwaukee. Yeah, I mean, Orlando kind of pulled off, you could say, their second name of the... <laughs> Orlando pulled out a magic against the Bucks, if you can call it that. It was a blowout victory. It was not even close. I mean, Bucks were always trailing. And they left it a little too late before they tried to make a final push. Nikola Vucevic kind of running the strings over there. Got a playoff career high of 35 points, 14 rebounds. And what's what's wrong with the Bucks? It's the Bucks as usual. We talked about this. We talked about this. It's the Bucks as usual. Somebody get Giannis up out of there. It's miserable to watch him suffer. He put on a virtuoso 31-17-7 performance. He defended. He attacked. He dished out assists. He crashed the boards. And yet, he saw his team crumble all around him. This is exactly what we were saying about Bledsoe and Middleton and the guys just not being able to keep up and stepping up to the plate um, and supporting. All they've got to do is support. Nobody's expecting them to kind of be the 1A to, to Giannis's uh, alpha. But all you've got to do is support and they couldn't get it done. We saw this coming. We certainly didn't see this coming in round one against Orlando. This was more of an Eastern Conference Finals prediction that we'd made. So, holy shit, they unraveled yesterday. And that's that's really surprising. Um, Giannis led the league in assists. Uh, the team, sorry, in assists. He, at one point, uh, let me check if that's correct. Yep. He led the team in three shooting, both attempts and makes. 
and he almost led the team in three point shooting percentage what is happening is there i mean the only thing yanis dindo yesterday was mopped the floor after the game ended he should have done the housekeeping <laughs> job as well it was just one guy out there they left him high and dry um, orlando turned up as a team and it showed great showing there they didn't use their rotations all that much um, they had their starting five um, and then they had their second unit and they were very clear about it so there was not a lot of overlap happening there was either the starting five or then terence yeah. ross and and dj augustin who had uh, 11 and 11 by the way 11 assists from from the young point guard yep so they they showed up they played a team game box simply didn't it was yanis the greek freak uh, putting on a solo performance no support whatsoever we saw this coming in the conference finals did not see it coming against the 8 seed in game 1 and like you said about middleton and bledsoe not showing up some numbers for you both of them combined have just scored nine field goals yesterday out of 20 23 attempts and that's pretty pathetic from your number 2 and number 3 in the team right yeah that's pathetic from the whole for whole team altogether i mean i'm looking at the shooting numbers and it's just atrocious brook lopez yes. 22% it's just uh, all of the players that shot more than 50% uh, throughout the season not showing up even at a team level right the bucks really 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 undershot it yesterday they shot a 43% from the field well yep. below their average the three point shooting well below their season average and orlando just wanted it more they stepped up it's as simple as that i don't know what it is with these nikola players jokic but nikolai but jokic and vucevic and all of these guys just taking over the usa by storm so much for their jingoism they just wanted it more <laughs> they just showed up as as a team and uh, uh, on the box side sadly they also have their own european guy who was pretty much the only guy who showed up so that's that Is it a matter of nerves, though? Uh, I I don't know if it's nerves so much as nerves implies that that maybe this is early jitters and they can get better. This is a consistent pattern now. We've seen this last season. Bledsoe's shooting just shrinks when the lights get the brightest. Chris Middleton is simply not that guy. He's a great squad player. He's an all star. He's all of that. He's not the guy who's going to take over games and impose his will. He's going to do it once in a while, but can't expect him to do it all the time. Now, and the problem is, and this is why. I don't fancy the Bucks too much. As you get to the playoffs, every team has a plan against you. It's not now just a one-off match against you. It's a consistent one-day gap match, one-day gap match, and they get seven tries to beat you. Each time they get better and better with their tactics, and if you are not evolving, it's going to make it really easy for the opponents. Giannis's game is dominant, but it's not one that evolves on the fly. He mm-hmm. doesn't have too many ways in which he can hurt you, but in the ways that he can. he can really punish you so any team that sets up to double triple team him get weak side support every time he drives in then is basically daring yanis to kick it out to his teammates and they're saying go ahead shoot go ahead shoot we'll leave you open go ahead shoot and if they don't and that's the ball game and that's pretty much what orlando did it looks like they did their homework well another team that did their homework well and came out comfortably uh, on top was the miami heat we kind of predicted this yesterday uh winning out by 12 points against the indiana pacers jimmy butler i think that was a very good prediction that you made he kind of rose to the occasion getting 28 points uh three rebounds four assists and also four steals but he had good support in bam adebayo and dragic who got who put up good numbers as well do you think miami have it easier than say the bucks um no i don't think so i fully expect the bucks to bounce back i don't think orlando can do this consistently against milwaukee just the amount of effort it takes to keep yanis contained and this was a yanis contained the game that we saw that's a contained mm-hmm. yanis if he if he goes off the hook and explodes god bless them 
not too worried about the box miami uh, like i said i expect this to be comfortable for for miami in fact uh, indiana is going to put up a good fight they're a well coached unit but without sabonis it's a bridge too far and like i said they don't know their rotations too well uh, they kind of when it works it works but otherwise what's the plan b is what i always ask of a lot of teams and i don't think indiana have too much uh, going on that front miami is just better set up it's a more consistent unit well coached and they've been doing this longer with with a stable set of uh, starting lineup players and and bench rotation squad players it's just too much to overcome jimmy butler is the man by the way he never ever fails to show up in playoff matches in knockout matches matches that matter when you're trying to make the playoffs jimmy butler never fails to show up he was that dude when derek rose was in the bulls and he was kind of on and off with injuries he carried the bulls he mm-hmm. moved over uh, even in philadelphia last season the whole reason why they were able to take an excellent toronto raptors team with kawhi leonard all the way to game 7 in the conference finals was because jimmy butler played monster defense on kawhi leonard he was a huge huge uh, he played a huge huge role in stretching that toronto team barring that miracle shot which is the flukiest shot i've ever seen in basketball <laughs> they'd probably have taken the toronto raptors and they'd be off facing uh, golden state in the finals and who knows that yep. they would have been champions that season listen nobody's beating golden state if uh, steph clay and and kevin durant all line up that's that's just a video game but knowing what we do know knowing that two of them limped off with injuries what toronto could have done philadelphia with butler absolutely could have done last season so butler's the man we're not seeing anything new here he balled out all ends up he he led the offense he had assists he had on defense he was phenomenal four steals and two blocks this was an all round game and and he was having fun i mean he was out there smiling on on fast breaks he got the steal went for a dunk and he said something like oh party or some such shit he was really having fun with it yesterday all right and that uh, heat extending an impressive record so the last 20 times when they reached the playoff series they've always managed to win at least one away game and technically yesterday was an away game so that's an impressive streak that the heat is putting out there houston rockets nobody saw that coming uh, blow out victory by a 15 point margin james harden leading the line kind of what we expect from him all the time but he doesn't really deliver but 37 points kind of led the line without russell westbrook uh, the rest of the team were not very experienced but a little disappointing from okc don't you think I was very disappointed with with OKC. This is Houston without Russell Westbrook. But in fact, this game showed us the best of the Houston Rockets. Russell Westbrook, he had some defensive hustle, he had some phenomenal offensive abilities, but he is the outlier in this team. The Houston Rockets largely their defensive strategy is we're going to put up more three attempts than you. We're going to hit some yeah. of them even at shit shooting percentages. Those threes are going to be a lot more than you because we're going to just attempt twice the number of threes that you take and mm-hmm. 3 points are greater than 2 points every time and that's kind of our strategy and the rest is you know we prey on defense yeah. with russell westbrook they have an added edge because he has a guy who can drive to the hoop and who can hurt you in multiple ways but their core competency of shooting threes russell westbrook doesn't quite fit into it he's a great yep. addition to have but i think what we saw yesterday was a, a display of really what houston are all about a prayer mm-hmm. on defense launch a prayer on offense from outside the arc and when they fall they're unstoppable here's the here's the stat that i love the most the oklahoma city thunder shot 37% from 3 the mm-hmm. houston rockets shot 38% from 3 1% shouldn't be much in it here's the difference okc attempted 35 houston shot 52 from 
it was insane in the first quarter i think they had put up 11 11 three attempts and there was still like 3 minutes to go and that's out of 14 total field goal attempts 11 of them were from the three point arc they hit yep. four or five and they were off they were off to the races and they had a lead and and a comfortable one at that and then they never lost it so this is this is pretty much this was a a one liner statement of what houston are going to do throughout the rest of the post season which is they're going to just shoot a very very high volume of three point shots they're the kobe bryant of three point shot attempts they're just going mm-hmm. to keep shooting and keep shooting and keep shooting and they're going to say hey we've done it so often in practice we can't really fail here it's the same percentage it's just a whole lot more threes and at whatever yeah. conversion rate they're going to hurt you if you don't show up they're going to hurt you if they get their threes going god bless you because they're going to shoot 50 a game easy if they shoot high 40s mid 40s low 40s that's a blowout anyway but even if they if they're somewhere between 36 to 40% just mm-hmm. the sheer number of threes that they're going to put up asks a lot of the other of the other team and then they're going to fall short unless unless they're shooting near 50% overall yeah and but uh, Houston did the job well they got the strategy right and they executed it you could say kind of well but okc didn't really turn up chris paul got a triple double with a 20 10 10 numbers but the rest of the guys didn't really turn up schroder got 6 points he is a contender for the sixth man of the year uh, sga our most improved player of the year i would say for me at least uh, he's put on 9 points do you think are they even going to show up now i mean i expected this we both expected this to be a close game at least go at least go down the line to six games but after the performance yesterday i think i'll probably have to take back that prediction yeah it's a young team so I'm, i maybe may not overreact uh, based on one game it it certainly wasn't encouraging uh, looks like they were hit pretty bad with post season jitters because shekel just alexander it's not just the production overall it's the efficiency he it's not for the lack of shot attempts that he didn't get there it just wasn't falling the shot wasn't falling for him he he shot 25% from um from the field goal uh, he shot 25% overall and the only reason he has any points uh, in the game is because he got a few free throws in here and there and like one yeah. three he got lucky right uh, we know Houston can do this we know they can hustle on defense they're not the greatest defensive unit but they're really gritty and if you don't want to get down and dirty with them that's going to be a problem because then they'll be all over you it's the it's the patrick beverly school of defense um so <laughs> i i don't know if the okc really wanted that dog fight I think they came in. Uh, you could see they were just trying to make the pretty plays. It was a whole lot of finesse basketball. But the playoffs sometimes are about finesse. Most of the time, they're they're about grit and just getting down and dirty and and wrestling. You've got to lock horns. You can't fight from a distance. And I'm I'm hoping they can turn this around. It's never too late. It's just game one. Uh, but again, in this series and in every series that Houston plays, if their threes drop at anything higher than thirty six, thirty seven percent. they're going to be a problem because they shoot way too many for it not to count talking about high point high three point shooting the lakers yesterday shot five i'm uh, got five three pointers out of 32 attempts is that even a playoff team and i'm going to keep ribbing you for this because i know how lakers infuriate you sometimes but five out of 32 is really inexcusable hey the lakers last made the playoffs 7 years ago they don't infuri- infuriate me sometimes they infuriate me all the time and when the lakers traded for lebron james it was it really was mixed reactions for me because they, they traded for easily the best player in basketball but they also traded for a media circus they traded for a guy for whom basketball is not always number one it's it's a priority it's not always number one and that's good for him 
it's not necessarily good for the team or for the fans but that's enough enough lebron bashing he he turned up he had a triple double can't fault him for that 17 rebounds 16 assists what more do you want from the guy he showed up like we yeah, always man. know he does playoff brown was there yeah where was the help where was the help that's atrocious the the three shooting that the lakers put out 5 of 32 if we walk down to the ymca right now i could probably do better than that in two attempts i'd probably hit maybe 7 of 32 i don't know i would probably i'm not even looking at the rim and i'm hitting hitting more than that that was the worst shooting performance from the lakers that i've seen this season one of the worst shooting performances of any team this season it was atrocious i remember we were trading texts back and forth there was a time in the game where um lebron was zero from four attempts or whatever anthony davis was zero from five um kcp i think was zero from five yep. or one of the other guys it doesn't even matter who missed honestly uh, outside of lebron and ad i don't even care who's on this team it's just hot garbage all across the floor this was a pathetic shooting night and it wasn't just threes anthony davis struggled throughout his numbers make him look a lot better than he actually was he struggled mm-hmm. throughout the game he shot 8 of 24 lebron yeah. james was okay he shot 9 of 20 i'll take that any day three point shooting uh, left a lot to be desired anthony davis didn't drop a three in the entire game yeah. let me talk now about my man the guy i named my fantasy league team after kentavious <laughs> caldwell pope kcp hit us with the hottest triple single i have ever seen in my life 1.1 <laughs> rebound one assist 29 minutes played I, i don't even know what to say he got three steals but yeah thanks i mean, i guess um, not only did he shoot hot garbage from the three point line over five he was also over and above that over four from mid range and layups and everything else the only reason he has that one point is cuz he hit a free throw even that in two attempts that nobody is guarding him he still needs two attempts to sink one from like point blank range this was is just atrocious man the lesser said the better thank you kyle kuzma for showing up kind of sort of slightly um 14 and 8 from kyle kuzma i'll take that any day that's a winning contribution nobody else bothered to show up danny green was rubbish rubbish from three pathetic on defense he's just a shell of the guy that he was last season or before that alex caruso the lights just got too bright um he looked like a g leaguer out there yesterday i think he got showed up damian lillard stretched him ripped him all across the floor although the only semi positive takeaway from this for me is portland is still not playing great defense i i know whiteside got a few blocks in there and they hustled a bit here and there but there's still no system there there's still no uh, so they need or, to play defense Yeah that's the thing because so the Lakers they're right now reliant on superhuman efforts from from their backcourt Lillard and and McCollum largely great defense and and blessings from above on defense they made their backcourt play 43 minutes and 42 for Lillard and McCollum mm-hmm. they were 30 plus uh, on most of their starting lineup Carmelo Anthony is being made to play near 40 minutes it's going to yep. take its toll um and they even after all this even after a, a, an extraordinary offensive performance from lillard and backed up pretty well by mccollum they were still heavily reliant on the lakers tanking most of the shots if the lakers made anything close to average from 3 anything close to average from field goals anyone plays even a normal game portland are out of the game it's as simple as that so it's still the lakers series to lose 
all they've got to do is play basketball because right now it looks like they're playing some combination of beach volleyball and curling <laughs> if they come up and play basketball then so be it and i think it's time for lebron to just do what he does usually in the conference finals which is stop stop trusting all of the fools around him just take the ball and drive man this none of these guys are good enough to get it done get them past the first round hope that the other guys get warmed up by then he's going to have to do a lot of things now that he usually reserves for the conference finals or the actual finals otherwise they're not even going to get there yeah despite all the dissing we do of lebron he actually had some impressive numbers out yesterday got a triple double his this, he's played playoffs all his life and he got his playoff cut, uh, highest assist yesterday he had an incredible game but when it came to the points that matter the most he missed two free throws in clutch time he missed a open three you could say and if those went in the game was already there yeah that's most of the bashing i do with lebron uh, le- listen we've got to understand with lebron james i am that critical and that harsh because he is lebron james i don't expect that from kcp i don't give if he if he laces his boots <laughs> right um, he's already exceeding expectations it's lebron james that's why so much is expected of him and the one thing that's always going to be held against him you can throw whatever stats you want at me he is hit more game winners fourth quarter blah 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 there have been way too many games where first of all the free throw shooting is undeniable undeniable fourth quarter game on the line lebron at the free throw line nobody is comfortable least of all lebron james three shooting it's on and off and i want to make sure we hold lakers accountable the same way we hold houston rockets accountable we've spoken a lot about how uh, game on the line clutch decision making they're on and off there's no consistency there sometimes you see that with the mavs maybe it's a western conference thing because that's that's something we've seen all year from the lakers also a lot of the yep. wins that they've had they've just run away with games and a lot of times they've chilled in the fourth quarter but in a lot of close games it's gone it's gone kind of both ways um, way too many times for our comfort and that happened yesterday it was a close game even in the fourth it was a close yep. game going into the fourth they pulled they pulled the lead back they came into the lead and even when they lost it again it was a close game in the fourth until it was time to step up step up portland did whiteside mm-hmm. got a bunch of clutch blocks a lot of yep. great contested forced bad shots right um and the lakers just shot bricks and as time went on and as each shot became that much more mission critical so to speak they started the bricks just kept getting bigger and bigger and bigger until at some point they were bigger than the rim and they just weren't fitting it was an atrocious <laughs> shooting performance um, lebron shrunk in the last few minutes missed some clutch free throws missed an open three lillard on the other hand pulling up from the logo pulling up from here there everywhere and they and when they needed to the most Camelo Anthony as he's always been over the course of his career mm-hmm. was there to sink a big shot. He did that in yep. the Olympics, he did that for Denver, he did that in New York and he did that again here. And I'm going to remind all of our listeners again, especially if there's any Lakers fans here, remember in the off season when the Lakers were building their roster after trading half the universe to New Orleans to get Anthony Davis, a trade that made sense for everyone. they were building pieces around the the awesome duo that they had they made some good trades they retained some good players when it was time to make a decision the lakers consciously having considered every angle and i'm going to say this slowly so everyone gets this chose to sign jared dudley when they could have signed carmelo anthony <laughs> live with that for the rest of the season holy 
<laughs> we can go on and on and on and talk about lakers for an entire day but i'm not let, going to let you do that we'll talk about uh, today's games four games to look forward to again it starts off early in the day uh, brooklyn take on toronto raptors i'm not going to make any embarrassing predictions after the bucks blowout yesterday but i still ask you do brooklyn have a chance yeah i'm going to say this again <laughs> <laughs> no <laughs> I, it's unreal that this team is even here. I know they played well over the course of the season. I don't know who these guys are. First of all, I really need I need Wikipedia and like a bunch of other sources to even know the names of the players out there. The only reason I know Karis Levert, and I'm kidding, of course, great young player, but the only reason a lot of us know Karis Levert is because of fantasy basketball. Let's be honest. There's, there's no player here. I don't know anything about these guys. They did the best they could and they still came up short. Toronto is an incredible team coached by perhaps the coach of the year. Mm-hmm. Who, despite the absence of Kawhi Leonard and the departure of Danny Green, still managed to figure it out. Integrated Anunobi. Rethought of the whole defensive scheme. Losing Kawhi Leonard in defense is a big deal. I don't know if you know, enough people realize that. Yeah. They still came up big. They still figured yep. it out, came up with new schemes. They keep uh, shifting from zone to man to man. It's incredible how many decisions they make on the fly and and call audibles. So, they're just way too strong for Brooklyn. They might just be way too strong for the rest of the East also. Toronto just keep getting stronger and stronger and they're in with a shot. I I really think they're in with a shot of coming out from the East. The way the Bucks are shrinking, they've got to figure out some stuff. and toronto has the size that's needed to take on the bucks the way miami is playing they're playing well but can they play toronto well i don't know it's going to be a tight match and in all probability if the bucks make it out and miami make it out one mm-hmm. of them is going to be toronto's problem the other is not because the bucks are going to play the the heat then yep so it, things are looking really good for uh, for toronto right now with ben simmons out uh, i think mm-hmm. they're better than the celtics i think it's down to to whether they can beat the bucks or not If Miami can somehow upset the Bucks, then I think that's the matchup we're looking at. But otherwise, I think Toronto looks like the strongest team in the East right now. So no chance, Brooklyn Nets. Absolutely not. That's the other game, right? You mentioned Celtics. So Celtics play the 76ers today. Embiid mentioned that how he was a one-man army and he has to carry the team along. Uh, for Celtics, Gordon Hayward is out. Any chances for the 76ers to pull out a game from here? Upset uh, Boston Celtics. They didn't really. They, they did look great, but with Gordon Hayward injured, it's going to test their bench strength now. Yeah, but not against the 76ers. I think they have mm-hmm. problems of their own. They've never really been able to figure out their bench either, 76ers. I think it just asks too much of their offense. Um, I, I don't... Embiid is right, sadly. It sounds... There's shades of Kyrie there of, of blaming the <laughs> team already. I mean, the season's still on. What are you doing, man? But... He's right. Whether he should have said it or not, he's right. It's him carrying all of the offensive load. He gets next to little or nothing support from Tobias Harris. Al Horford doesn't even play basketball. I mean, you could swap him with KCP and... No, you shouldn't swap him with KCP. Okay, he's better than KCP, but is he even playing basketball? So, no, I think 76ers have problems of their own. Gordon Hayward's injury is going to hit them in the long run if it gets prolonged beyond those four weeks. But for this, I think they're sorted. I think the Celtics should easily come out of this. Uh, mm-hmm. It could be a sweep, but they should do it in five. If they don't, I'm going to look at this young team and say there's maybe nerves there because basketball-wise, mm-hmm. on paper and on the court, there's no reason why they should be struggling against this current setup, Philadelphia. 
two other big games to look forward to and one i'm really excited about is the denver versus utah uh, probably the least talked about game we spoke about this but every time these two teams meet they go down to the wire another close game today yeah maybe maybe i mean, utah just keep turning up every time i don't know how they do it because each time we think denver should be too strong for utah especially without bogdanovic without um, mm-hmm. uh, with, with all of the departures that they've had with conley leaving and bogdanovic yep. conley is going to be back at some point but yep. they're depleted it shouldn't be a close fight and yet it is because they just keep showing up gobert keeps um elevating his game on defense Donovan Mitchell keeps finding newer and newer. it's just season 3 for the guy i keep forgetting this he plays like a veteran all the time it's season 3 yep. he leads like a veteran he plays like a veteran it's almost shades of jimmy butler sometimes it's that level mm-hmm. of maturity in a player that young is incredible they're a really fun team to watch they can make it close again but it shouldn't be if you are denver nuggets you shouldn't be allowing this to get close if it does it's credit to the utah jazz but denver should be winning these comfortably all right i got that prediction locked in and the big game at the end of the day the mavs versus the clippers hopefully the referees don't decide the game this time <laughs> yeah um yeah i hope so i hope so um look i this is going to be a fun matchup it's going to be fun because eventually i expect clippers to to triumph mm-hmm. whether it's in 4 5 6 yep. 7 I expect them to try on. They're too deep, too experienced, and and when they really need to, you know, those tight games in the end where it comes down to can you get a stop? Can you get a stop? Can you pick up the ball? Can you go back to the other end and can you sink it? The answer yep. is an overwhelming yes for Los Angeles Clippers, and they have multiple options to do that. Uh, Dallas don't. Outside of Luka Doncic, there's nobody there that has proven to be an ice cold closer. So just just for that, I think the Clippers are too strong. Why this would be interesting is because in Dallas we're seeing a dynasty in the making. We're seeing yet another Mark Cuban special, uh, a brilliant mm-hmm. team that they're building with a young core that can dominate for years to come. They're just a few trades away, genuinely, from being title favorites. This is a team to watch out for, and this would be a good way to test them against the very best in the NBA and see how far they can go and what it is that they need. to step it up to the next level. All right, so I have that prediction logged in. Hopefully it goes down the wire to the 7 game, 7th uh, game. That will be super close. But before we wrap this episode, who was your player of the day today? Oh, Damian Lillard. Easy. Is that even a is that even a debate? The 8th seed. What a story. Just about made it to the playoffs. Had to go, come in through a playing game. They didn't even have a shot when the when the mm-hmm. league kicked off. Damian Lillard said he's not even going to bother going to the bubble unless he's assured that there is a chance yep. even if it's a mathematical yep. chance of qualifying. I yep. have never seen anyone want it. Just want mm-hmm. to take his team as far as possible this much since Kobe Bryant was last highly motivated chasing his fourth ring and trying to prove to the world he can do it without Shaq. It's mm-hmm. that level of focus, it's that level of I want the ball with the match on the line give it to me get out of my way I have never seen anyone do this as consistently with as much fervor as Damian Lillard is the last guy to do that was the late great Black Mamba so uh, Damian Lillard embodies the Mamba mentality more than anyone on the Lakers right now easily my <laughs> best player of the night All right I would actually go with Nikola Vucevic I think he put on big numbers showed up in a game that nobody expected Orlando Magic to do so but uh, i would have to pick nikola vucevic just because he turned up and got the magic the win that's a good pick uh-huh. 
Um, who was your flop of the day? There were quite a few. Hit them with that. Hey, I'm talking C. about the Lakers squad. K C P. Trip. What? How? How? How do you? How? How do you get one point, one rebound, one assist? Like get two. Sink a shot. Just one. Just anything. Just layup. What? You had two free throws. At least make those. One out of come on and just KCP. Easily stunk it up big time. If KCP even has a ten twelve point game, that's a that's the ball game for the Lakers. Uh, easily KCP. All right. And the last question for the day: Which was your play of the day or the moment of the day? Ah, oh, Damian Lillard. They they made a they got a defensive stop, and this is exactly what we're talking about. It's Lillard again. I'm sorry. This is going to be heavily Lillard because it's incredible what he's doing and how consistently he's doing it. Fourth quarter after fourth quarter after fourth quarter, a tight game, game on the line. he just pulls up from from just about anywhere in the arena so that that play in the fourth where and this is exactly what i was talking about came on the line they get a clutch stop at one end they stifle the lakers yep. they get the ball lillard comes out with it just about crosses the halfway line he's passed the logo he has yep. a screen i don't even remember if it was nokic or white side it was so fast rolls around the screen pulls up from way out this is 40 feet out And yeah. from the second he elevated, I'm not even talking about when it left his hands. From the second his toes popped off, you knew that was on the money. You knew that was cash. Play of the day, yes. easy. I think so. That has to be a unanimous pick over there. I think the game was like 89 all at uh, with three minutes left or yep. something, and just crossed the halfway line and like, okay, let me take a shot, and it goes in. Yeah, it goes ridiculous. in, and that's Damian yep. Lillard for you. All right then this was nice talking to you uh, we'll do this again tomorrow some great games to catch up today and hopefully we'll have as much action or closer games i'm particularly looking forward to the clippers mavericks game late in the day yeah i'll be in a good mood too because the lakers don't play <laughs> if i don't have to see kcp on court and if i don't have to see jared dudley waving the towel on the sideline i'm good so i'll be in a better mood tomorrow um, let's do this it was nice catching up with you monish take care take care